The scripture passage this morning can be found on page 1675, John 14, verses 1 to 14. Jesus comforts his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you, with, take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing this work, or his work. Believe me when I say that I am the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in, in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, there were two um, well, grandfathers who were celebrating significant birthdays and their families were gathering together uh, for that uh, significant, whether it was 60 or 65 or 70. Anyway, it was a significant birthday. I listened to some of the comments uh, from the two different families. The one family, some of the comments from the kids were... Uh, do we really have to go to Grandma and Grandpa's place? It's so boring there. They don't even have cable TV. There's nothing to do. And if we take our own devices, they don't like it when we're on, the, on our devices. And so do we really have to go? Parents say, yep, you have to go. And kind of under their breath, they're kind of saying to themselves, we don't want to jeopardize our place in the will. So, so yeah, you, you have to go. And so they go, and yeah, they have a perfunctory time. They have some, they have some soup, and they, and they go through the motions, and, and they try to talk to each other about it, but it just seems like they're, you know, you know, the grandparents aren't really in, in, in the kids' world at all. You know, the kids are talking about, about Drake, and the parents are thinking that they're talking about a male duck. And, and so it, it's, it just, it's just not going all that well. But soon, the ordeal is over, and they can go home. 
Well, that's good enough. That's enough. Well, maybe until the next birthday. So that's the one family. The other family, on the other hand, are we going to go to Grandma and Grandpa's house? Oh, I can't wait. One of the younger kids is, I'm going to draw a picture for, uh, for Grandpa. And I'm sure Grandpa's going to put it on the fridge or he's going to put it on, on the wall. And maybe we can play some rummy cube or, or play, play some Yahtzee or we'll have some games together. And I can't wait to eat Grandma's soup. It's the best soup in the world. And they get together. And the oldest daughter says, well, we've got something to give you, Dad. But before, before we do... I just want to say how much we appreciate you and how thankful we are that you are still with us. When Mama was so ill, you took care of her. The commitment that you have has been, has been an inspiration to all of your, your children. And your faithfulness to, to the church and to the school is, has also been an inspiration. We could... We'll try, but we could never emulate what, what you have done, but, but we will continue to try your, your faithfulness to your Lord and to your Savior. That's just, we appreciate it so very, very deeply. And so with some tears in everybody's eyes and some hugs, they, they have a, a celebration. And when they leave, they say, we can't wait to get back here again. Two celebrations, kind of different as night and day. This morning, we are sitting here in church. How have we come? I won't ask you to stick up your hands, but... Coming here, was it a little bit like the first family or the second family? Do we have to go to church? It's so boring. You know what the minister talks about? It doesn't seem to relate to my life at all. It doesn't seem to understand doesn't know the world of of social media and all of that sort of thing. It's just, do I have to go? Yes, says the parent, you have to go. And under their breath, kind of saying, well, we don't want to jeopardize our place in heaven. And so they go. They go through the rituals. They eat their peppermints. They endure the hour. Well, today's communion, so it might be a little bit longer. But soon, well, they can watch the football game or they can enjoy the weather or they can just go out and get back to life. Or it's Sunday. We can can worship. We can hear of God's love for us. 
and we can tell him in praise and in song how much we love him. And as we hear about Jesus, his faithfulness, his compassion, his love. Lord, help me to know that love. Help me to know that compassion. Help me to know that faithfulness that I may put it somehow into practice. I can, I can never do it on my own. You see the difference? The first family, the first group, okay, we'll fulfill our obligations and that's good enough. Whereas the second are saying, you know, it's never good enough. We continue to learn from Jesus. We continue to learn about his will. We continue to learn about his love. And it's till their dying breath we continue to seek to learn about Jesus. Because Jesus truly reflects his Father. Jesus tells us and shows us the way. We're reading from John 14. And Jesus has told the people that uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, in many ways, this is a very controversial, one of the most controversial statements in all of Scripture. And maybe someday we will uh, take a, uh, we will focus on that in particular. But but you know the Many people find this to be a very, very arrogant um, uh, statement of Jesus that what about the Buddhist way? What about the Muslim way? What about all the other ways? And it's very arrogant to say no one comes to the Father except through, through me. And, and so, but Jesus simply tells them that he is the way. The way to bridge, the way to bridge heaven and earth. And so that's his statement. Thomas had said, well, we don't know the way. And then Jesus had told him, well, I am the way. And then what does Philip say? Philip says, Jesus, just show us God. Just show us the Father. And that will be good enough. And you know, when you think about that, That's the way it is with many, many people and sometimes even within our own circles. Just show us God. The Muslims have their way of showing God. The, The Jehovah's Witnesses have their way of showing God. The Buddhists have their way. The Hindus have their... And everybody has, okay, their version of God. And so all the religions are all the same because as long as you believe in God, that's good enough. I remember one time visiting a young person, I think we were to Tim Hortons or so, and uh, all the parents were concerned because he was no longer going to church. And would you talk to him? Well, sure. So I talked to him, and well, 
you know, you know who the, the Lord is, and, and in terms of heaven, and and as I was talking, he was, he got kind of angry. Are you telling me that I'm not going to go to heaven? Just because I don't go to church doesn't mean that I don't believe in God. And in effect, he was saying, and that's good enough. As long as you believe in God. And I know sometimes, um, you know, when you have loved ones who are not really following the way, sometimes we comfort ourselves, and I comfort myself. Well, but at least the person still believes in God. And says, Philip, and that's good enough. And I think many of us are saying, that's good enough. Just show us the Father, just show us God. But that's not good enough for Jesus, is it? Jesus says to man, guy, how long have you been with me? How long have you been listening to me? Don't you know that I and the Father are one? Don't you know that in my person, in my being, I reflect who God is? And if you believe and if you embrace me, then you will be doing the things, you will, as a matter of fact, you will do even greater things than I have been doing. And so you see the progression, if you will, that Jesus is in the Father and that Jesus is in us, abide in me, he talks about in the next chapter. And what's the purpose? The purpose so that we will give glory to God. That's what it's all about. Not just good enough that, well, okay, sure, okay, I kind of believe in the Father. No. That we give glory to God. That, that is the purpose of Jesus coming to earth. And so I think it's very appropriate to deal with this passage at a communion service. Because what are we doing? Well, we're doing the exact opposite of saying, well, you know, just knowing God or believing in God, that's good enough. No, we are saying we need to incorporate Christ. We need to eat his body and drink his blood, that he becomes one with us. And then when we do that, of course, we are saying, you know, it's in, we can never say that it's good enough. Because I know that I don't always love the way Jesus loved. I'm not always compassionate the way Jesus is compassionate. I'm not always as honest as Jesus is honest. I need to be on my knees and I need to be praying each day again. But I come I come so thankfully that I know his Father's love, that I know his embrace, 
that I know that Jesus is preparing a place for me in heaven that I may be with him in eternity. The news doesn't get any better than that. That's what Jesus is wanting to tell Philip. And that's what Jesus is wanting to tell each and every one of us. When I picked this passage for this particular Sunday, I didn't realize that it was going to be a commissioning service for those of you who are involved in the educational ministry of this congregation. But again, how appropriate. Think about it. Are we just simply, well, as long as I know something about God. No, you see, this is a church. You see, in an education program, okay, there's, there, there's a curricula and, and so we've got things to know. But in a church that we may learn to embrace this Jesus, that I may have a sense of what it means that every day to find his love and to be able to express that love, to, able, to be able to express that forgiveness, to be able to express these things in life. This, this is what the heart of, the, of, of an education program in a church community is all about. And so we certainly pray that you may have that insight and that you may share also some of the ways in which you have come to know that love, that those prayers, that praise, that desire to be together, to be part of this community. So, congregation, once again, we have come together to worship. And there is Sometimes that attitude. We'll just go through the we'll just and that's good enough. I put my hour or so in. But if we really understand Jesus reflecting his heavenly father, saying to you and to me, you know. In him we can do even greater things. Working from generation, Jesus only worked in one generation. But we are able to work from generation to generation. We're able to do even greater things. All in the result. That we give glory to our Heavenly Father. <laughs>